Yo, what is going on, people? Uh, episode 7 has been long overdue, and uh, you deserve it. And I need to get on my grind pumping out these episodes um, before a little vacay getaway with the family. But an episode definitely needs to be thrown out there in the atmosphere for you guys to listen to enjoy. And just collectively gather yourselves around a couple of topics that we are going to be talking. I'm not going to be talking about leagues. I'm not going to be talking... Well, I will be talking about leagues, but I'm not going to be talking about, like, leagues... Every single game in the leagues. I'm going to be trying to talk about much, much more than that. Because so much more needs to be said. About a couple of topics that I want to shine light on. This episode is going to shine a light on a couple of topics that really have been circulating um, the football atmosphere or the football sphere as you like would like to mention it or however you want to call it but nonetheless i'm very excited um to get this episode underway because i've been wanting to churn it out um and uh maybe it might get a little bit biased at times you might feel there was a little bit of bias in. but nonetheless um every single opinion that i put out there is obviously for it to be discussed debated um, talked about as I continue to frivolously uh, promote and talk about in every single episode that I've put out, even in the little update episode that was uploaded to the Sphere, to uh, Soccer Symphony. Um, I, we have a Twitter page, at Soccer Symphony, and that's where we talk. That's where we get together. And I haven't been promoting the Twitter page as much as I would like to because the beginning is always kind of rough. Every episode is not going to be perfect. There are going to be mistakes. There are going to be stats I missed. There are going to be, uh, they're gonna, like my flow isn't the best flow out there. Probably you probably listen to other podcasters who have a way better flow than I do. But nonetheless, I appreciate you for the continuance in lis- listeners. The the numbers go up with every single time, and I'm really appreciative to you. If you appreciate the podcast, if you appreciate the episode, why don't you go ahead and share the name of the podcast, the Twitter, the name of the podcast, the the name of the Twitter account where you can get in touch with uh, us and let's talk about it. You know, spread the good news of the beautiful gospel of soccer, fujibo, calcio, football, um, because it's a topic that we really need to get into discussion about. Um, I'm going to shine a light on a couple of topics. There's no spe- there's no specific order or uh, importance, but there are a couple of things that I do want to talk about because, well, why not? Um... So why don't you sit tight uh, if you're driving, uh, you know, uh, keep your ears glued, if you're chilling in your house, you know, listen up, uh, pop those headphones in a little bit more snug. If you're going out for a jog or run and you want something to listen to, well, this is it. This is what you're going to listen to. But I thank you. I appreciate it for everything, uh, all the support. Um, and believe me, um, I will keep fighting episode after episode to try to continue to um get into the works so uh thank you and let's get this episode underway episode seven of soccer symphony all right so basically as you already know um i'm a liverpool supporter and i'm going to shine a light on a couple of things like i said in the beginning of the introduction sometimes it might feel a little bit biased but nonetheless i always try shining a light on Topics that have been heavily um, touched and graced and debated and brought up to light. But nonetheless, today I want to talk about um, the likes of how 
we're always going to shine a light on the Premier League. We're always going to talk about the Premier League because it's one of the most important leagues in the world and because eyes are always on it because it's a league packed and stacked with world star players, with superstar players uh, who are always just performing um, match day after match day. So we have to keep that in mind. But I want to talk about Liverpool up to this point because Liverpool have already done a good job in the first couple of match days. And I believe that their next match day that's coming up next against Tottenham Hotspurs is really going to be a test because we're not going to underestimate Tottenham just because they lost their last game against um, the Hornets against uh, Watford because they're doing because Watford are doing spectacular because they're undefeated for the past four games but so are Chelsea and so are you know Liverpool but nonetheless we still can't underestimate Tottenham because they they beat Newcastle but Newcastle is a story in their own they defeated Fulham 3-1 and then they defeated Manchester United and that deserves a big merit uh, because taking Manchester United down isn't an easy deal even though Manchester United did are suffering Mourinho's what they call third season syndrome and we don't know if Mourinho will last up till the January transfer window like we don't know will will they just give him like the first part of the season to prove himself will they give him the whole entire season to prove himself there's so much to discuss and um we're going to talk about the Premier League for a little section here because there's just so much to talk about um and will Liverpool be able to deliver you know against Tottenham as we know, this week is uh, international week. A lot of international matches happening. Um, if you haven't already seen yet, the awesome banger Gareth Bale delivered against Ireland in their 4-1 defeat, uh, victory over Ireland, Wales. But staying on the Premier League topic, will, will, will Liverpool be able to continue that momentum? Will he be able to continue and deliver match day after match day and actually prove themselves that yes we deserved to be in the 2017-2018 Champions League final we deserved to have finished and, and and qualify for the Champions League again and actually get the opportunity to to prove ourselves again it's match week five and it, it and and you know like we've come back revamped this season we, we stacked up in the likes of Alisson we got uh we finally got Naby Keita even though Liverpool had already purchased him from RB Leipzig but they finally got him into the squad he's been performing he's you know demonstrated his quality and 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 as Liverpool supporters they they we, we've seen the the beauty in in the likes of what it is to have a good finally a good midfielder and like the awesome energy and charisma that Jurgen Klopp can inject in his squad and will we be able to see Liverpool in a Champions League final again I don't know why but I feel that it's going to be very difficult for Liverpool to get to the final of the Champions League again just because there's just so many teams out there that are hungry for starters PSG want it really bad that's why they got Neymar that's why they got Mbappe and they have a really good stacked team like we saw what Mbappe did in the World Cup so we know he's going to deliver for PSG as well. Like we've seen him deliver for Monaco, we've seen him deliver for France. We're seeing we're we're seeing him now deliver 
for PSG. And if he can keep his head on straight, because I believe at such a young age, all this star power is going up to his head. Look, kid, you're good. You're really good. You demonstrated it at, a, at, a, at an international level on a World Cup stage. You're good. And we see that. But you can't let this stuff go to your head. You have to keep your head on straight. You have to keep your head on on right. Because being carted off in a league game like that for no reason, like, that's not who I believe as a, as you saw Ronaldo one day, and, and we've seen the iconic picture of Mbappe chilling on his bed with, like, posters surrounded him, surrounding him of Ronaldo. Like, there's going to be those kids who are going to be surrounded by Kylian Mbappe pictures as well. You are now an example for everybody. And I understand you're 19, but as um, Uncle Ben told Spider-Man in the movie, with great power comes great responsibility. And you have not necessarily superpowers, but you do have a big influence in the youth and what it means for football carrying on forward. But ending that side note on Mbappe, PSG are a threat. So PSG won it. Um, as we saw, um, I, I believe, like, um, I don't know if it was, like, pre-match or it was, like, before a game or something like that. Or some sort of, like, presentation that Barcelona had. We saw Messi take the microphone, which we do see him, but he's a man of very few words. But we actually made him see... We, we also... We saw him and heard him made a really bold statement in the likes that Barcelona, which is my preferred Spanish side, but remember, I won't let my my passion or like for a certain club affect the reality of what it is for me to, you know, say like, I'm going to say it raw. If like Liverpool suck, Liverpool suck. If Liverpool played a horrible game, or if, if, uh, if Barcelona played a horrible game, I'm not going to be like, well, you know, they did good. Like, no, there's no bias and I'm going to be raw with y'all and that's what... Um, that's what you're always going to get. You're not never going to get any bias. And if you want to correct me in any way, shape, or form, you know, kind of tell me, you know, what 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 is what, then that's why we have our beautiful Twitter page at Soccer Symphony. Shameless plug in there. I'm, not, I'm never, I'm never going to stop promoting the Twitter page because we got to blow that up, bro. Anyways, nonetheless, carrying forward, Barcelona want to achieve, and, and, and they've been bowing out for the past three consecutive Champions League. I like quarterfinals was one. Um, but I, I, off the top of my head, but I mean, Barcelona have gotten shit like unfortunately. Like, remember when we like um we made a huge comeback against um against PSG, and then we 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 got eliminated. I don't remember versus who, but we 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 I think it was like Bayern, something like that. I can't remember, but but also remember when. We, we beat Roma and we're like, you know, this is it. We're good, you know. And then we ended up getting knocked out by Roma. So I think Barcelona have um, have a lot of things to cover. And I think that they do in the likes that Dembele's waking up and he's delivering for Barca because he didn't really get the chance to shine on the international stage like he should have. They have Coutinho, who is revamping himself like season game after game, season after season, who really needs to demonstrate that he's better than what everyone... We know he's world-class. We've seen him deliver at Liverpool. And we saw glimpses and shines of it at, you know, Barcelona already. But remember, uh, due to certain regulations that coincidentally now are being removed, uh, you can now sign a player that's played in the Champions League. For example, Barcelona are interested in, like, Rabiot from PSG. Let's say he plays Champions League with 
Champions League football with PSG, and then Barcelona buy him in the, the January transfer window, he will be allowed to play with Barcelona in the Champions League with Barcelona, even if he played in the beginning of the season with PSG. And then if you remember last season, Coutinho was not able to play Champions League football with Barcelona in the second half in the knockout stages because he had played his trade in the Champions League with Liverpool. But now that's gone. And now Liverpool, and, and now Coutinho gets to play Champions League football with Barcelona, which he didn't get last season. They got Dembele. They try adding a little bit of spice to the sauce by buying a very flamed and flared kind of passionate sort of like you know dangerous player in the likes of Arturo Vidal from Bayern Munich because we know he's broke he's world class we know he's good and we know he can deliver but he he's also like a wild card you know know what player you're gonna get are you gonna get a very good invigorated head-on straight focused um defensive midfielder in the likes of Arturo Vidal or midfielder or are you gonna, or is it gonna get red carded like in the second half? We don't know, but nonetheless, I mean, they they've revamped. They got Nenglet. Uh, they also got uh, Malcolm. They hijacked the purchase from Roma. I guess like a little salt on the wooden payback for what they did uh, by knocking them out in the last year's Champions League. But nonetheless, we know Barcelona have the depth and squad to actually carry forth and deliver a very good, strong Champions League campaign. We also have Real Madrid, who now have something to prove. Will they be able to win their fourth consecutive Champions League? Uh, and, and keep doing history and keep making history even without Ronaldo. Like, now they have a point to prove. Like, yeah, look, we won three consecutive uh, Champions Leagues, but we don't even need Ronaldo. We can win a fourth without him. And then we have uh, we have Juventus, who bought uh, Ronaldo, who, who wants to keep proving himself in every single league in the world and every single team that he gets a chance. He delivered at every club he's been in. He delivered at Man United. He delivered for nine years at Real Madrid. And now he will try to deliver at Juventus. And that, that, that's going to be something that we're going to have to keep our eyes on. Because we'll... Like, I've heard a lot of controversy. Like, Serie A isn't as easy as everyone says. You know, um, whatever. But we, we also know that, like, Ronaldo had a slow start last season for Real Madrid. And he has not scored in the, the past three consecutive games for Juventus. And people are coming out. You see, Serie A isn't that hard. Serie A is like this. No, bro. Like, you know, every league has its difficulties. Except for, like, League on. I swear, League on. you could... That, that, that's the one horse right there. With like, but nonetheless, you can't underestimate it either because, you know, we've seen PSG thrown on the ropes already. So like, yeah, like, like every league has their own difficulty. Every every league isn't gonna be like, yeah, please play here and like it's gonna be like a Sunday league. No, um, every game is gonna be is gonna be difficult, and we know that Ronaldo can deliver because we've seen him do it for so many years. We've seen that he stays in form for so many years. So, Juventus showed that they mean business and the likes that. Now they got Dybala and they have, um, they have uh, Ronaldo. Remember, uh, Juventus got Iwain um, from Napoli, and before he went to, before Napoli, he was at Real Madrid. And when he came from Real Madrid, he had one of the most successful seasons. And like I, I believe like Iwain actually broke kind of history uh, records in like scoring uh, as many goals in Serie A history. So. If, if, if a former Real Madrid player has came before, why can't Ronaldo come and, you know, make history? We've seen him last season literally go from no goals to tying Luis Suarez for, like, second place for the for the, for the the golden boot in La, in La Liga. And Messi clearly won La Liga because Messi will be Messi. And it's not like Messi's going to let a big advantage go, even though kudos and respect to Ronaldo for for 
grinding in. And I believe he will grind in Serie A and he will demonstrate what he's worth. Because for me, Ronaldo is obviously one of the greatest players that football has ever seen play the beautiful game. But continuing our march through the Champions League topic. Like, well, I mean, I know I, I, I it started off with with um, me talking about Liverpool in the Premier League and will they be able to continue to deliver? But why don't we let progress be progress and why don't we just stay on that on that Champions League topic? Because I, even though I was talking about Liverpool and how how they're going to um, have to prove themselves for, for a second time and see that they were actually worth it, I actually like the train that we're going with. I actually like the 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 boat that we're on the the little carriage that we're on right now and we're going to keep touching the you know the base here and we're going to talk about the results for the draw and stuff like that but nonetheless i'm talking about the big teams who actually have a point to prove this season now the next thing that i want to talk about is manchester city because we know pep guardiola has won the champions league with barcelona but he has yet to make an impact with manchester city in europe cool you won the premier league in one of the most difficult leagues in the world but how about you win one of the most prestigious trophies in the world with quote-unquote one of the best teams in England. You have the squad, you have the depth, you have Leroy Sané, Kevin De Bruyne, Kun Aguero, Gabriel Jesus, you got a great studded goalkeeper in the likes of Ederson, you have great center backs, you, you know, like like this oil, Arab money or whatever it is that you're getting is fueling one of the most dangerous and prolific um, Manchester City squads that we've seen probably ever. And under the reins of one of the most prestigious managers who studies tactics so hard. And as you, as you notice, like Pep Guardiola at Barcelona, clearly he speaks Catalan and he speaks uh, Spanish, but he also speaks English. But, bef- what, but after he left Barcelona for Bayern Munich, we know that he was studying uh, German like crazy. And as you knew, he took the reins in like Bayern Munich. So wherever Guardiola goes, he adapts to the role of where he's at. And he delivers. He delivered in Bayern Munich, which unfortunately he never was able to see Champions League glory with Bayern Munich. But will he be able to see it with Manchester City? And guess what? I believe he can. Because he has the depth and he has a squad to do it. So we talked about we talked about Liverpool. We talked about Real Madrid. We talked about PSG. We talked about Juventus. We talked about Manchester City. How about Bayern Munich? Because they have a, a, they have a, a, a squad who is becoming aged. Because... I believe that, like Slatan once said, you know, I'm like wine. The older I get, the better I get. But the squad for Bayern Munich is getting kind of um, old. Thomas Müller isn't the the the, old, the the young lad who we saw. He hasn't been performing at the highest level as he should have. They got Robert Lewandowski who can always deliver, but you know he he's not he's not getting any younger either. I mean, the lad is like what like 29. Uh, he's 30. So, you know, you got him who is 30. Uh, you got Thomas Muller who is, he should be like 31, 28. I'm sorry. Okay, Thomas Muller's 28. Wow, I would have never thought that, you know, Muller's younger than, than Lewandowski. But, you know, just, just just goes to show you, you know, what's good. They got Javier Martinez, which I know they got Frank Ribery, who's old. Adrian Robin, who's old. But they have a squad. I mean, they have players. And will, will Bayern Munich be able to show they mean business? Because we haven't seen them win a Champions League since like 2013. And my memory isn't failing me. Um, something like that. But it's been a while since we've seen Bayern Munich actually show that they're a threat. We saw them get demolished by Barcelona. We've seen them get demolished by Real Madrid. We've, seen, we've just seen them not be their best them. And that's something that we have yet to see. Um, we've 
Uh, okay, now let's talk about Man United now. And 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 in the beginning, I said we're not we're not gonna go in any particular order because um, this is just a train of thought. We're we're chugging on straight. So this isn't any particular order and any particular preference of me thinking who's gonna win the Premier League. But I will give you my opinion towards the end of this segment and let you know who I believe is strong contender to win the Champions League because it's very difficult because the teams that I'm mentioning now have a lot to prove. Now, Man United have a lot to prove because they haven't won the Champions League in a very, very long time and um, they haven't even won the Premier League in a very long time. They have yet... Manchester United are the type of team that they need to prove themselves in their own league before they think they can prove themselves on the on a, on a international club level. We've seen them do it in like we've seen them perform in, in in England, but you know I believe they have to freaking prove their worth in the Premier League. They can't be losing against like against um like 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 low opposition, and um we saw them lose against um. Brighton, Hobavian, Albion, and they lost back-to-back games with like Brighton, and then they lost against Tottenham. And cool, yeah, they beat Burnley, but you know who they face next? Watford. And guess what? Watford undefeated. And guess what? Man United are playing away um, at Watford's um, on Watford's pitch on their side on their field, so they're away. So they have a couple of things going against them. But Mourinho has yet to prove himself. And like they said, if Man United are going through their Mourinho's third season syndrome, then I don't see Man United being a threat. Even though when you hear Manchester United, you hear Champions League, uh, the most Premier Leagues, you, you hear them like a, a trophy stacked team. And you and, and when you hear Manchester United, you hear history and success. But we haven't seen that Man United. And who knows when we'll be able to see them again. Will Lukaku deliver? Will Pogba stay or go? Like during the summer transfer window, we heard a lot of strong rumors of him not being content with Mourinho. And what would Man United rather lose? A manager who's barely getting them into the brim, who is quote unquote suffering his third season syndrome, or a world class player and a World Cup winner like Paul Pogba? Who are Man United willing to let go? Their manager that can be easily replaced or Paul Pogba? But you know, if I was reading up that like Mourinho said that like if if Man United want him to go, then they're gonna have to pay a good amount of money for him to go, because um, it's gonna cost them. And if they sell Pogba, they they are gonna Paul Pogba, they are gonna lose um, a good star player, but they're also gonna gain like millions of euro. So I mean, it's I guess it's a a win lose like you win money but you lose a quality player i don't know and manchester united have a lot of things to solve on their own and in their respective league before they can actually come up on an international stage like the champions league and prove themselves against every other opposition in the team now i i look at the at the eight groups in the champions league and i'm like you know what i see every single group has stacked teams but we have I think we have like we have the group of death. In my opinion, is Group B where Barcelona is. Barcelona, Tottenham, PSV, Eindhoven, and Inter. And I guess like the second group of death, I want to say is uh, Group A. But it's a, it's like a tie between like Group A and Group H. Group A has Atletico Madrid, Borussia Dortmund, Monaco, and Club Berge from Belgium. And then in Group H you have Group H you have Juve. Excuse me, I'm like stuttering, bro. Like, my mind is going faster than my mouth is working. We have Juventus, Manchester United, Valencia, and Young Boys from Switzerland. For me, those are sort of the two groups of death because as we discuss the other groups, I'll tell you why. And, 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 and. I'm going to put a pause on that because Group A and Group H look like, like groups of death. For me, the group of death is Group B. But then, 
maybe the second group of death and then group A and H could be like the third group of death, like a tie. But the third group of death for me is group C with PSG, Napoli, Liverpool, and Red Star from Serbia. Because we haven't seen them in the Champions League for a while. I think it's been like 20 plus years, something like that, I, I think I heard. And it's crazy. Alright, sorry about that. But, anyway, but nonetheless, getting back onto the topic. For me, the first group of death is group B. The second group of death is group C. And then you could debate between group A and group H that has... Group A, Atletico, Dortmund, Monaco, Club Berge, Group H, we could talk about, you know, Juventus, Man United, and Valencia being strong. But shining the light on the Man United subject, like like I said, I think Man United needs to get their affairs in check before they start actually pursuing a realistic Champions League campaign. Sure, they'll show damage. Sure, I think they'll get out second place in the group because, obviously, I feel like Juventus can get their stuff together and um, Ronaldo can put his... Uh, goal scoring boots back on and he can demonstrate what he's made of and show that he's done it in England he's gonna he's done it in Portugal England he's done it in Spain and he's gonna do it in Italy so we'll see what that happens but nonetheless I mean I guess I, I wanted to shine a quick light on every uh, on the top contenders and if if you were taking note you'll remember every single one of them that I spoke I mostly show like shine a light on like the player of each group but because we have sort of some light groups, some groups that are lighter and a, a, aren't as complicated as like a group B or a group H or A or C. But we're going to break down every single group and then we'll end the Champions League segment, which went from being a let's talk about Liverpool in the Premier League segment. to like, let's talk about Liverpool into the Champions League. And then we literally transitioned into the Champions League. Who knows why? But anyways, group A, Atletico, Dortmund, Monaco, Club Berge. Uh, I'm going to give you like a quick prediction of who I think will finish in first, second, third, and fourth place. As we know, in the Champions League, if you finish in third place, you get a beautiful spot in the round of thir- 32, I think, or something like that. Uh, you get uh, you get another shot in the Europa League, and that's what you do. So, let's talk about it. All right. Uh, you have Group A, uh, Atletico, Dortmund, Monaco, Club Berge. Atletico, for me, will finish in first place. Because they have the depth, because they have the squad, because they just got Lamar from from Monaco, and that's funny because we're gonna see like Lamar face his old partners in Monaco, and I think I mentioned in in, in episodes prior that Monaco are the team that let every single one of their star players go. They let him. They let. Uh, I think Bernardo Silva played for Monaco, and then and then they bought him. Um, then Manchester City bottom. I think Bernardo Silva played in Monaco. Um, John Moutinho played in Monaco. James played in Monaco. Uh, Lamar played in Monaco, as we know. He now signed for Atletico Madrid. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, Mendy, who now plays his trade in Manchester City, played in Monaco. I'm trying to think. Like, And, and I know there's been other players who have left Monaco. But Monaco isn't the side who they used to be. And they have a very veteran striker in the likes of uh, Falcao. But I don't think Monaco have depth to carry them further on into the Champions League. Soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, has the the tradition or the surprise of always surprising us and, and, and proving us wrong sometimes. And I can talk smack about Monaco right now and then they end up being then you you end up seeing like Monaco take dubs and like probably even end up first place in group A. So soccer does a great job of contradicting us and all the people who think they have good predicting game. 
But on paper, and I'm speaking solely on paper, I believe that this is how it's going to end. So I, I, I pin Atletico to win first place. I pin Dortmund to get second place. I think it's the obvious. I pin um I, I pin Dortmund to get second place because they got Pulisic because well they lost by Shuai to Valencia he got loaned he's still a Chelsea player but he got taken from Dortmund and got shipped over to Valencia and um shoot um can we discuss about can we look take a quick little look at the Dortmund um squad list really quick because I don't even know who they have anymore I mean I think Socrates was their player but then as we saw Socrates. Uh, now plays his trade in uh, Arsenal. He's wearing an Arsenal jersey now. They don't have they don't have a goalkeeper that you're like oh you know like but they got um they got Hakimi the the is he a left back the left back I believe from Real Madrid he's loaned obviously they got Julian Weigel who's always shown himself as being good they got still got Lucas Piszczek. Uh, Thomas Delaney, they got Mario Gotze, they got Marco Royce, and if he can keep himself healthy, then he can prove his worth. They got uh, Mohamed Dahoud, who, uh, if you play um, FIFA career mode, you know he's a beast to get, and he'll and you'll level him up quickly. Uh, you got Christian Pulisic, the American wonder boy. Uh, and they got Paco Alcácer, who I almost slipped from my mind. Now, is he, he got the number nine. He replaced that sort of Batshuayi role. Now, will he be able to deliver for Dortmund like he never really got the chance to deliver for Barca? He got he got a, he, he got his fair share of goals in, but clearly you're not going to shine when the number nine on your team is Luis Suarez, who's delivering season after season. And even though he's having a slow start this season, they still found it. They still found it in their their uh, desires to loan Paco Alcácer to Borussia Dortmund and then they got uh, Maxi, uh, Maximilian Philippe and um, those are the, the names that, that stand out the most for, for me if, if I'm looking at it like you know will um, will he deliver Will we will see further on what's going to happen alright third uh, I, I pin Monaco to go finish playing the second half of uh, their European campaign season in the Europa League because I believe that's where they probably will do better because I believe Atletico know what they want and Dortmund really have to challenge themselves because they can't keep letting the only really German threat in European football to be Bayern Munich and they really have to make a stance. I don't know if Paco Alcácer will really be the answer to all their problems. And, and other than that, I don't see them having like another threat of a goal. But I hope Paco Alcácer proves us wrong because being a Barcelona supporter, we, we hope that he does what he what he can do. And show Barcelona that a he needed to go out to maybe explode and play a straight in another league, and we know that Suarez is aging. So will he be able to be some sort of replacement for Suarez if he decides to blow up for Dortmund? We don't know. But like I said, I believe Monaco will end up in third place, going to play their trade in the Europa League because they lost um, their stars. I mean, come on, let's take a look at their squad list, at their roster, um, because I really don't know who they even have anymore. I know they brought new people in. Obviously, they're not going to just keep selling their players and getting rid of them and then not have nobody. I mean, they got Subasic, who did a hell of a job for Croatia in the World Cup, one of the best Croatian goalkeepers and the likes out there. Um, they got Jemerson. Um, they got uh, Sibde. They got Glik Ragi. Um, I'm just saying, Benjamin Hendricks, I think he played in, uh, in, in the German League. I just don't remember what club he played for. Uh, but I, I mean, he's another player that if you check it out in the in the FIFA career mode, if you get him, he's tasty. Um, let's see who else they have. 
They got Yudi Telemans, who's another Scarlet. If you get him in FIFA, why am I talking a lot about FIFA career mode? Because I love it, and, he, and it's pretty dope. They got Adama Traore. They got Nasir Charlie. They got Gol Golovin, who did a very good job for Russia in the World Cup. Radamel Falcao. They got Jovetic, which is pretty cool. I never knew that. <coughs> Excuse me. But you know what? I mean, like you look you look at Monaco squad and you're like, okay, you know what? I should have bit my tongue and reevaluated re things, but I still think that they can actually be a stronger threat in the Europa League as in the Champions League. I think that I I believe that second place will definitely be fought between Dortmund and Monaco. And while Atletico Madrid are doing their job of beating Dortmund, Monaco, and Klub Berge, and Dortmund are battling it out for second, Klub Berge will literally be literally be the underdog in this club in this group clearly be the, the underdog that no one's going to be focusing on them that they could surprise us and maybe Monaco will end up fourth and they'll go to the Europa League but nonetheless I know that Monaco or Dortmund will get second and and be careful for Klute Berge because they could end up freaking surprising us and they can be end up going to the Europa League or hell maybe they played the hell out of their, their trade and they end up getting second place we don't know but in that beautiful transition we're going to go on to group B where we talk about Barcelona, Tottenham, PSV, Eindhoven, and Inter. Because we have two of my favorite clubs in here, Barcelona being from Spain and Inter being from Italy because I support Inter in the Italian league because I know there's some people that say, oh, well, I think you should only support one club and one club only. But I love football and I love every and I love all the leagues and you got to keep your eye on every single league and you got to have a team that you support in every single league to keep things fun, to keep things, you know, interesting. For anyone who supports soccer and loves soccer knows that Messi got snubbed for FIFA's The Best, which is a topic that I do want to talk about, but this might just become a Champions League episode and we might not stray away onto other segments until another episode, but he got snubbed for FIFA's The Best. He got snub snubbed from um, the European Player of the Year, but clearly, I mean, whatever. We're going to, I don't want to get into too much depth. Uh, too much into that topic because clearly if I want to do another episode it will solely be on your uh, we will be talking about uh, individual trophies which is FIFA's the best the Ballon d'Or the uh, European player of the year etc 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 anyways moving on moving forth uh, Messi has to prove himself again and he needs to get back on the he needs to get back on the throne because I am a Barcelona fan but I'm also a Messi fan and um, I believe Messi is one of the greatest players to ever live currently and he will definitely leave a big legacy behind and who I like Ronaldinho said that Barcelona should just retire the number 10 once um once Messi leaves football because no one will ever be able to wear the number 10 in Barcelona and probably fill the shoes in of what Messi does because Messi goes game after game record after record Messi has gotten to the point that he scored so many goals that every other goal is probably breaking a record, whether it's being <clears throat> La Liga top goal scorer, whether it's scoring most most goals in in in, in a season, whether it's uh, scoring uh, Barcelona's uh, thousandth goal in, in in the in in La Liga. You know, Messi's there. And Messi's going to deliver. And Messi's going to show his worth. And not only Messi, but Dembele really wants to show that... Uh, that Kylian Mbappe isn't the only young Frenchman who's out there and that he wasn't bought for no reason for millions and millions of euros from Borussia Dortmund uh, a couple seasons ago. And he's going to show his worth. And he then also you got Malcolm coming in. You have a, a great midfielder in the likes of Douglas that uh, a couple of players have said he shows a lot of likes and comparisons to 
uh, Xavi Hernandez, who was Barcelona's probably debatably one of Barcelona's greatest uh, players who ever played for the club, and um, that's um, that's um, um, Douglas. Anyways, um, then we're gonna talk about Tottenham, and Tottenham, I think, have done very well in, in the Premier League, but they haven't won anything. I think at all. They haven't won an FA Cup. They haven't won uh, the Carbaro Cup. They haven't won the Premier League in a while, in years and years and years. Like, I don't remember the last time that uh, Tottenham actually won some silverware. And will they have something to prove in, in the Champions League? Yeah. They don't have the depth. Like, they put out their first squad, and that's all they have. Like, they don't have somebody that they can pull off the bench. Like, okay, so we, we saw them make a tasty signing in the likes of Lucas Moura. But that was that was last season. That was in the January transfer window of last season. And this transfer window, Tottenham didn't make any signings, which a lot of people... Which I respect because I actually like clubs who decide to invest and develop their youth and develop the players that they already have. And they got Lucas Moura, who did very good, and we saw him do very good, very well against Manchester United. And we, so we, we see that Tottenham can actually get the job done. So I pinned Barcelona to get first, and I'm pinning Tottenham to get second. Um, we saw what they did against Real Madrid, and they did it at the, the, they did it at Wembley, and they did it at the Bernabeu, and they did a very good job last season. Even though, I mean, Real Madrid went, ended up winning their third consecutive Champions League, but nonetheless. I believe that they have to redeem themselves and show what they're worth. And it hurts for me to say because I'm an Inter fan and I would love to see them play in the round of 16, you know, and and, and, and get back on it and on a, a international scale because we haven't done very we haven't done very well in Serie A, let alone talking about this is our first time in the Champions League in like six years or something like that. It's been a while since Inter has been in the Champions League. We we've either been playing Europa League or we've done so shite in in the league that we haven't even gotten in, in a European position to play. So that's something to keep in mind. And then we have PSV Eindhoven. So I think Inter will get third. Tottenham will get second. Barcelona will get first. And PSV Eindhoven is going to have to battle it off really hard and demonstrate what they're worth. And um, they'll probably end up getting knocked out and just end up in Group B at, the, at, the, and, and, and at fourth place in Group B because I think Group B is really considered one of the groups of death if not like the group of death or up there with group c which is next um because we're talking about paris saint germain or psg napoli liverpool and uh red star from serbia like we discussed previously we know that psg want to win the champions league i mean they've been splashing cash after cash they bought neymar for 222 million euros and they bought, they went ahead and bought killing mbappe uh i'm so surprised that they haven't like been shown any red flags and been banned from the transfer window like barcelona were that they weren't allowed to sign anybody because i believe it's very unfair that they've been splashing the cash that they have because they do have this huge investor money and it's crazy but who are we to debate? It's pretty. It's, it's it's okay, I guess, to see another threat in Europe and another challenge for everyone else. And uh, Neymar uh, left Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona. I'm sorry, I'm already getting ahead of myself because uh, Neymar. We know he wants to go to Real Madrid, but we don't know if he will get to Real Madrid. But nonetheless, um, will we see him do some damage in Paris and for the red and blue, uh, the other red and blue of Europe, <clears throat> because Barca's red and blue, but. 
will he he will will he be able to demonstrate himself for them because he wasn't able to do it last season, and I think he even got ended up getting injured and he wasn't even really able to demonstrate against himself against Real Madrid. Very unfortunate. Um, then we have Liverpool, who I believe uh, it's going to be debatable. I want you know I, I mean there might be some bias mixed in there, but I believe Liverpool have way more depth than on PSG because okay, like if you take away Mbappe and Neymar from from PSG, what what do you have? Cool, you have Raviot, yeah, but I mean we have Naby Keita, and sure, sure you have Cavani, but we have Firmino, and sure, you know you have Thiago Silva, but we have Virgil Van Dijk, and you know, um, sure you have Gianluigi Buffon, but you know we have Alisson, and then we have Mane, and then Salah, and then uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. So, you know, don't sleep on Liverpool. And you and I, you know what? I'm gonna be a little bit biased, but I wanna. If 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 Mbappe can get his head out of the clouds and Neymar can stop worrying about acrobatics on the pitch and really deliver a good season, then they'll get first place. But until then, if if Mbappe is gonna keep acting like an immature 19 year old, because he is 19 years old, but I mean, if he's gonna keep acting mature and showing that he's not capable of it, then I see them getting second place, and Liverpool can very well get first place. And those two matches are very, going to be very important. Um, <clears throat> are just gonna is gonna be very important. Um, the PSG and Liverpool matches will determine who, who's gonna finish in first. But as of now, I'm saying Group C, a, a smidgen of biasm, but the rest actual credibility. And it's for me, it's Liverpool, PSG, Napoli, and um, Red Star. Unfortunately, are gonna go back to Serbia because I don't see them getting out of this group of death. Um, so yeah, Liverpool, PSG, Napoli. <clears throat> Moving forward, Group D, one of the sleepy teams, one of the 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 could it be an underdog group? I don't know because for me, I think that uh, this is one of the, the Group D is the only club, the only group. I'm sorry, in the Champions League that doesn't have like a five star superstar goal scoring team because they have Lokomotiv from Russia who aren't doing very good in the Russian league. Porto, who are probably going to end up first place because, I mean, Porto always do good in Europe. And you got Schalke, who aren't doing very well in in, in um, Germany either. And then Galatasaray, who I should be paying more attention to the Turkish league. But nonetheless, because we know they have good, they have other good teams in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, I mean, this there isn't too much I could say about this group. Other than I see Porto going through in first place. Schalke going through in a second. Gals Tassarai playing their finishing their other half of the campaign in the Europa League. And then you know, um and hold up. Yeah, and then Lokomotiv going home, going back to Russia. So this is it. Group D. Porto first, Schalke second, Gals Tassarai third, Lokomotiv fourth. And I'll come back and I'll listen to this episode and once the Champions League over, we'll see how many of these I got right. Group E the easiest group of all because they got Bayern Munich and then everyone else will battle for second place like Bayern Munich already have that gift in Germany because they literally don't have to put their energy into the Bundesliga because every season is pretty much already won so Bayern Munich first Benfica second Ajax third playing their trade in the Europa League and AEK from Greece uh playing in Nothing going back to their Greek league and staying in fourth. Group F, um, Man City, Shakhtar Donetsk, Leon, and Hoffenheim. 
I like Leon. They lost Lacazette. I like Leon. <laughs> they lost Mariano. And um, I don't think they brought anyone in to fill in the holes and gaps that they have been left. They lost a great striker in Lacazette. Um, who finally was able to play alongside Aubameyang in the Premier League and for Arsenal. But this is what you got to know. That we have Anthony Lopez, who is like either first or second goalkeeper for the Portuguese team. Uh, they got uh, Young and Biwa. Not the real Marcelo. I'm <laughs> uh, going through this team and I'm like, you know, like like players that jump out the, like the most to me. And I mean, for, for like for me, Leon is that team that I like. They got Musa Dembele from Celtic, which maybe he might be a good replacement for Mariano and 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 Lacazette. They got Memphis Depay, okay, that's good. And they got Yassin Fakir, who I uh, um Liverpool are going Gaga over, trying to sign him over the season, and um, it's pretty cool that he got to stay, um, and keep showing his trade in Leon because without him, I don't know. But this is how it's gonna go. Obviously, Manchester City is on the on the Bayern Munich boat. Uh, you're in the most ideal league to focus nicely on your respective league, especially how Manchester City are one of the most competitive competitive leagues in the world. And then um, you just get to cruise through Group F, getting first place. For me, I think that Lyon can get second. Hoffenheim will get third, play their trade in the Europa League, and then Shakhtar Donetsk will go back to Ukraine. Group G. Madrid, Roma, Moscow, and uh, Victoria Pilsen. Woo! Real Madrid will get first. Roma will get second. Moscow will play their trade in uh, the, the Europa League. And Pilsen will go back to the Czech Republic. Um, because Real Madrid will try to defend their title. Roma needs to redeem themselves. Moscow are going to have uh, a lot on their plate in the likes of facing Real Madrid, facing Roma, and then having to play their own trade in Russia. So um, enjoy the Europa League, Moscow. And uh, Pilsen, um, enjoy your... Czech Republic League. Finally, Group H, Juventus, Manchester United, Valencia, and Young Boys. Literally, you can feel the transition and depth. I went into like the first two groups, three groups, and then after that, I'm just like, all right, it's all downhill from here. There isn't that energy and inertia anymore. Group H in the final league of all, Juventus, Manchester United, Valencia, and Young Boys. We will get to see Manchester United in first Juventus. We will see Paul Pogba versus old Juventus in Man United, and we will see Cristiano Ronaldo versus his old Man United. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. Anyways, um, I pray for the day that we're at the level where we get to edit those coughs out. Juventus, Man United, Valencia, very tasty. But this is the reality of it. I'm a huge La Liga supporter. I just I like La Liga. Um, um, I like following it. I, I one of my favorite teams in the world plays there, Barcelona, and and I've always kept my eye on La Liga. Um, but. As much as I want to say Valencia can really fight for that second place, and they can, and I wouldn't be surprised if if, if Man United end up playing their trade in the Europa League and Valencia uh, beautifully take that second league place, that second place in in their group. But as of now, I literally as they have it on the UEFA website, that's exactly how it's gonna stay. Juventus. Man United, Valencia, and Young Boys. Young Boys will go back to Switzerland. Valencia will keep getting a chance to prove themselves in European football. But for the Europa League, Man United have a lot of work to do if they actually want to be an actual threat to take it all. And Juventus, well, Ronaldo's going to try winning the Champions League in another team that's not Manchester United and it's not Real Madrid. Woo! That was a breath 
that was a mouthful, a breathful, a lungsful. Um, who, 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 who's your pitch to get the the golden ball for the golden boot? I'm sorry for for this Europa League. Will it be Ronaldo? Will it be Messi? Will it be Harry Kane? Will it be um, Salah? Who, who, who do you see? Will it be Lewandowski? Um, who do you see? Griezmann, Mbappe, Neymar, a, a, a lot of big names. Um, who do you? What's your prediction? If um, you know for for winning the Golden Boot of the Champions League, so much to talk about. I'll see that. I'll see if before I leave on my little uh, getaway, I'm able to talk about on, um, some other topics that are, are very important. For example. Messi and Griezmann being snubbed of FIFA's the best, and will we see Messi at the Ballon d'Or gala um, or anything like that? They Messi and Griezmann they deserve to be in the best. You know what? I'm I'm gonna leave these good topics because I have, I have I have a lot on my mind and a lot on my chest to get off in the next episode of episode eight of the Soccer Symphony. But nonetheless, I've been your host Jeffy Vitas. I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, stay awesome. I hope this podcast has been music to your ears. And I'll see you and I'll catch you in the next one. All right. Sorry about that. But any, but nonetheless, getting back onto the topic. For me, the first group of death is group B. The second group of death is group C. And then you could debate between group A and group H that has group A, Atletico, Dortmund, Monaco, Club Burge, group H. We could talk about, you know, Juventus, Man United and Valencia being strong. But shining the light on the Man United subject like like I said, I think Man United need to get their affairs in check before they start actually pursuing a realistic Champions League campaign. Sure, they'll show damage. Sure, I think they'll get out second place in the group because obviously I feel like Juventus can get their stuff together and um, Ronaldo can put his uh, goal-scoring boots back on and he can demonstrate what he's made of and show that he's done it in England. He's, gonna, he's done it in Portugal, England. He's done it in Spain and he's going to do it in Italy. So we'll see what that happens. But nonetheless, I mean, I guess I, I wanted to shine a quick light on every uh, on the top contenders. And if, if you were taking note, you'll remember every single one of them that I spoke. I mostly show, like shine a light on like the player of each group. But because we have sort of some light groups, some groups that are lighter and a, a, a aren't as complicated as like a group B or a group H or A or C. But... We're going to break down every single group and then we'll end the Champions League segment, which went from being a let's talk about Liverpool in the Premier League segment to like let's talk about Liverpool into the Champions League. And then we literally transitioned into the Champions League. Who knows why? But anyways, Group A, Atletico, Dortmund, Monaco, Club Berge. Uh I'm going to give you like a quick prediction of who I think will finish in first, second, third and fourth place. As we know, in the Champions League, if you finish in third place, you get a beautiful spot in the round of. 32 I think or something like that uh, you get you get another shot in the Europa League and that's what you do so let's talk about it all right uh, you have group A uh, Atletico Dortmund Monaco Club Burge Atletico for me will finish in first place because they have the depth because they have the squad because they just got Lamar from from Monaco and that's funny because we're going to see like Lamar face his old partners in Monaco and I think I mentioned in, in, in episodes prior that Monaco are the team that let every single one of their star players go they let him they let uh, I think Bernardo Silva played for Monaco and then, and then they bought him um, then Manchester City bottom. I think Bernardo Silva played in Monaco. Um, Jamutinho played in Monaco. James played in Monaco. 
Uh, Lamar played in Monaco, as we know. He now signed for Atletico Madrid. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, Mendy, who now plays his trade in Manchester City, played in Monaco. I'm trying to think. Like, and, and I know there's been other players who have left Monaco, but Monaco isn't the side who they used to be. And they have a very veteran striker in the likes of uh, Falcao, but I don't think Monaco have depth to carry them further on into the Champions League. Soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, has the the tradition or the surprise of always surprising us and, and, and proving us wrong sometimes. And I could talk smack about Monaco right now, and then they end up being... Then you, you end up seeing, like, Monaco take dubs and, like, probably even in the first place in Group A. So... Soccer does a great job of contradicting us and all the people who think they have good predicting game. But on paper, and I'm speaking solely on paper, I believe that this is how it's going to end. So I, I, I pin Atletico to win first place. I pin Dortmund to get second place. I think it's the obvious. I pin um, I, I pin Dortmund to get second place because they got Pulisic because, well, they lost by Shuai to Valencia. He got loaned. He's still a Chelsea player, but he got taken from Dortmund and got shipped over to Valencia. And um, shoot, um, can we discuss about? Can we look take a quick little look at the Dortmund um, squad list really quick? Because I don't even know who they have anymore. I mean, I think Socrates was their player, but then as we saw, Socrates uh, now plays his trade in uh, Arsenal. He's wearing an Arsenal jersey now. They don't have they don't have a goalkeeper that you're like, oh, you know, like. But they got um. They got Hakimi, the the is he a left back? The left back, I believe, from Real Madrid. He's loaned, obviously. They got Julian Weigel, who's always shown himself as being good. They got still got Lucas Piszczek, uh, Thomas Delaney. They got Mario Gotze. They got Marco Royce. And if he can keep himself healthy, then he can prove his worth. They got uh, Mohamed Dahoud, who uh, if you play um, FIFA Career Mode, you know he's a beast to get, and he'll and you'll level him up quickly. Uh, you got Christian Pulisic, the American Wonder Boy. Uh, they got Paco Alcácer, who I almost slipped from my mind. Now, is he, he got the number nine. He replaced that sort of Batshuayi role. Now, will he be able to deliver for Dortmund like he never really got the chance to deliver for Barca? He got he got a, he, he got his fair share of goals in, but clearly you're not going to shine when the number nine on your team is Luis Suarez, who's delivering season after season. And even though he's having a slow start this season, they still found it. They still found it in their their uh, s- desires to loan Paco Alcácer to Borussia Dortmund and then they got uh, Maxi, uh, Maximilian Philippe and um, those are the, the names that, that stand out the most for me if, if I'm looking at it like you know will um, will he deliver Will we will see further on what's going to happen alright third uh, I, I pin Monaco to go finish playing the second half of uh, their European campaign season in the Europa League because I believe that's where they probably will do better because I believe Atletico know what they want and Dortmund really have to challenge themselves because they can't keep letting the only really German threat in European football to be Bayern Munich and they really have to make a stance. I don't know if Paco Alcácer will really be the answer to all their problems. And and other than that, I don't see them having like another threat of a goal. But I hope Paco Alcácer proves us wrong because being a Barcelona supporter, we, we hope that he does what he what he can do. And show Barcelona that a he needed to go out to maybe explode and 
play his trade in another league. And we know that Suarez is aging, so will he be able to be some sort of replacement for Suarez if he decides to blow up for Dortmund? We don't know. But like I said, I believe Monaco will end up in third place going to play their trade in the Europa League because they lost um, their stars. I mean, come on. Let's take a look at their squad list, at their roster, um, because I really don't know who they even have anymore. I know they brought new people in. Obviously, they're not going to just keep selling their players and getting rid of them and then not have nobody. I mean, they got Subasic, who did a hell of a job for Croatia in the World Cup, one of the best Croatian goalkeepers and the likes out there. Um, they got Jemerson. Um, they got uh, Sibde. They got Glik Ragi. Um, I'm just saying Benjamin Hendricks. I think he played in, uh, in, in the German League. I just don't remember what club he played for. Uh, but I, I mean, he's another player that if you check it out in the in the FIFA career mode, if you get him, he's tasty. Um, let's see who else they have. They got Yudi Telemans, who's another Scarlet. If you get him in FIFA, why am I talking a lot about FIFA career mode? Because I love it, and, he, and it's pretty dope. They got Adama Traore. They got Nasir Charlie. They got Gol- Golovin, who did a very good job for Russia in the World Cup. Radamel Falcao. They got Jovetic, which is pretty cool. I never knew that. Excuse me. But you know what? I mean, like you look you look at Monaco's squad and you're like, okay, you know what? I should have bit my tongue and re- reevaluated things. But I still think that they can actually be a stronger threat in the Europa League as in the Champions League. I think that I, I believe that second place will definitely be fought between Dortmund and Monaco. And while Atletico and Madrid are doing their job of beating Dortmund, Monaco and Klute Burge and Dortmund are battling it out for second. Clube Berge will literally be, literally be the underdog in this club, in this group. Clearly be the, the underdog that no one's going to be focusing on them. That They could surprise us, and maybe Monaco will end up fourth, and they'll go to the Europa League. But nonetheless, I know that Monaco or Dortmund will get second and and be careful for Clube Berge because they could end up freaking surprising us, and they can be end up going to the Europa League. Or hell, maybe they played the hell out of their, their trade, and they end up getting second place. We don't know. But in that beautiful transition, we're going to go on to Group B, where we talk about Barcelona, Tottenham, PSV, Eindhoven, and Inter. Because we have two of my favorite clubs in here, Barcelona being from Spain and Inter being from Italy, because I support Inter in the Italian league. Because I know there's some people that say, oh, well, I think you should only support one club and one club only. But I love football, and I love every, and I love all the leagues, and you got to keep your eye on every single league, and you got to have a team that you support in every single league to keep things fun, to keep things, you know, interesting. For anyone who supports soccer and loves soccer knows that Messi got snubbed for FIFA's The Best, which is a topic that I do want to talk about, but this might just become a Champions League episode, and we might not stray away onto other segments until another episode, but... He got snubbed for FIFA's the best. He got snubbed, snubbed from um, the European Player of the Year. But clearly, I mean, whatever. We're gonna. I don't want to get into too much depth, uh, too much into that topic because clearly, if I want to do another episode, it will solely be on your. Uh, we will be talking about uh, individual trophies, which is FIFA's the best, the Ballon d'Or, the uh, European Player of the Year, etc., etc., etc. Anyways, moving on, moving forth. Uh, Messi has to prove himself again, and he needs to get back on the he needs to get back on the throne because I am a Barcelona fan, but I am also a Messi fan, and um, I believe Messi is one of the greatest players to ever live, currently, and he will definitely leave a big legacy behind. And who I like, Ronaldinho said that Barcelona should just retire the number ten once um once Messi 
leaves football because no one will ever be able to wear the number 10 in Barcelona and probably fill the shoes in of what Messi does because Messi goes game after game, record after record. Messi has gotten to the point that he's scored so many goals that every other goal is probably breaking a record, whether it's being <clears throat> La Liga top goal scorer, whether it's scoring most most goals in, 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 in a season, whether it's uh, scoring uh, Barcelona's uh, thousandth goal in, in, in the... In, in La Liga, you know, Messi's there. And Messi's going to deliver. And Messi's going to show his worth. And not only Messi, but Dembele really wants to show that uh, that Kylian Mbappe isn't the only young Frenchman who's out there and that he wasn't bought for no reason for millions and millions of years from Borussia Dortmund uh, a couple seasons ago. And he's going to show his worth. And he then also you got Malcolm coming in. You have a, a great midfielder in the likes of Douglas. That uh, a couple of players have said he shows a lot of likes and comparisons to uh, Xavi Hernandez, who was Barcelona's probably debatably one of Barcelona's greatest uh, players who ever played for the club, and um, that's um, that's um, um, Douglas. Anyways, um, then we're gonna talk about Tottenham, and Tottenham, I think, have done very well in, in the Premier League. But they haven't won anything. I think at all, they haven't won an FA Cup. They haven't won uh, the Carbaro Cup. They haven't won the Premier League in a while, in years and years and years. Like I don't remember the last time that uh, Tottenham actually won some silverware. And will they have something to prove in, in the Champions League? Yeah, they don't have the depth. Like they put out their first squad. And that's all they have. Like, they don't have somebody that they can pull off the bench. Like, okay, so we, we saw them make a tasty signing in the likes of Lucas Moura. But that was that was last season. That was in the January transfer window of last season. And this transfer window, Tottenham didn't make any signings, which a lot of people... Which I respect because I actually like clubs who decide to invest and develop their youth and develop the players that they already have. And they got Lucas Mora, who did very good, and we saw him do very good, very well against Manchester United. And we, so we, we see that Tottenham can actually get the job done. So I pinned Barcelona to get first, and I'm pinning Tottenham to get second. Um, we saw what they did against Real Madrid, and they did it at the, the, they did it at Wembley, and they did it at the Bernabeu, and they did a very good job last season. Even though, I mean, Real Madrid went, ended up winning their third consecutive Champions League, but nonetheless. I believe that they have to redeem themselves and show what they're worth. And it hurts for me to say because I'm an Inter fan and I would love to see them play in the round of 16, you know, and and, and, and get back on it and on a, a international scale because we haven't done very we haven't done very well in Serie A, let alone talking about this is our first time in the Champions League in like six years or something like that. It's been a while since Inter has been in the Champions League. We we've either been playing Europa League or we've done so shite in in the league that we haven't even gotten in, in a European position to play. So that's something to keep in mind. And then we have PSV Eindhoven. So I think Inter will get third. Tottenham will get second. Barcelona will get first. And PSV Eindhoven is going to have to battle it off really hard and demonstrate what they're worth. And um, they'll probably end up getting knocked out and just end up in Group B at, the, at, the, and, and at fourth place in Group B because I think Group B is really considered one of the groups of death if not like the group of death or up there with group c which is next um because we're talking about paris saint germain or psg napoli liverpool and uh red star from serbia 
Like we discussed previously, we know that PSG want to win the Champions League. I mean, they've been splashing cash after cash. They bought Neymar for 222 million euros, and they bought, they went ahead and bought Kylian Mbappe. Uh, I'm so surprised that they haven't like been shown any red flags and been banned from the transfer window like Barcelona were, that they weren't allowed to sign anybody because I believe it's very unfair that they've been splashing the cash that they have because they do have this huge investor money, and it's crazy. But... Who are we to debate? It's pretty. It's, it's it's okay, I guess, to see another threat in Europe and another challenge for everyone else. And uh, Neymar uh, left Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona. I'm sorry, I'm already getting ahead of myself because uh, Neymar. We know he wants to go to Real Madrid, but we don't know if he will get to Real Madrid. But nonetheless, um, will we see him do some damage in Paris and for the red and blue, uh, the other red and blue of Europe, <clears throat> because Barca's red and blue, but. Will he, he will, will he be able to demonstrate himself for them because he wasn't able to do it last season. And I think he even got ended up getting injured and he wasn't even really able to demonstrate against himself against Real Madrid. Very unfortunate. Um, then we have Liverpool, who I believe... It's going to be debatable. I want You know, I, I mean, there might be some bias mixed in there, but I believe Liverpool have way more depth than um, PSG because, okay, like if you take away Mbappe and Neymar from... From PSG, what what do you have? Cool, you have Raviot, yeah, but I mean we have Nabi Keita, and sure, sure you have Cavani, but we have Firmino, and sure, you know you have Thiago Silva, but we have Virgil Van Dijk, and you know, um, sure you have Gianluigi Buffon, but you know we have Alisson, and then we have Mane, and then Salah, and then uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. So, you know, don't sleep on Liverpool. And you and I, you know what? I'm gonna be a little bit biased, but I wanna. If 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 Mbappe can get his head out of the clouds and Neymar can stop worrying about acrobatics on the pitch and really deliver a good season, then they'll get first place. But until then, if if Mbappe is gonna keep acting like an immature 19 year old, because he is 19 years old, but I mean, if he's gonna keep acting immature and showing that he's not capable of it, then I see them getting second place, and Liverpool can very well get first place. And those two matches are very, going to be very important. Um, <clears throat> are just gonna is gonna be very important. Um, the PSG and Liverpool matches will determine who, who's gonna finish in first. But as of now, I'm saying Group C, a, a smidgen of biasism, but the rest actual credibility. And it's for me, it's Liverpool, PSG, Napoli, and um, Red Star. Unfortunately, are gonna go back to Serbia because I don't see them getting out of this group of death. Um, so yeah, Liverpool, PSG, Napoli. <clears throat> Moving forward, Group D, one of the sleepy teams, one of the 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 could it be an underdog group? I don't know because for me, I think that uh, this is one of the, the Group D is the only club, the only group. I'm sorry, in the Champions League that doesn't have like a five star superstar goal scoring team because they have Lokomotiv from Russia who aren't doing very good in the Russian league. Porto, who are probably going to end up first place because, I mean, Porto always do good in Europe. And you got Schalke, who aren't doing very well in in, in um, Germany either. And then Galatasaray, who I should be paying more attention to the Turkish league. But nonetheless, because we know they have good, they have other good teams in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, I mean, this there isn't too much I could say about this group. Other than I see Porto going through in first place. Schalke going through in a second. Gals Tassar are playing their, finishing their other half of the campaign in 
the Europa League, and then, you know, um, and hold up. Yeah, and then Lokomotiv going home, going back to Russia. So this is it. Group D, Porto first, Schalke second, Galatasaray third, Lokomotiv fourth. And I'll come back and I'll listen to this episode, and once the Champions League over, we'll see how many of these I got right. Group E, the easiest group of all because they got Bayern Munich, and then everyone else will battle for second place. Like Bayern Munich already have that gift in Germany because they literally don't have to put their energy into the Bundesliga because every season is pretty much already won. So, Bayern Munich first, Benfica second, Ajax third, playing their trade in the Europa League, and AEK from Greece uh, playing in nothing, going back to their Greek league and staying in fourth. Group F, um, Man City, Shakhtar Donetsk, Lyon, and Hoffenheim. I like Lyon. They lost Lacazette. I like Lyon. <laughs> they lost Mariano. And um, I don't think they brought anyone in to fill in the holes and gaps that they haven't left. They lost a great striker in Lacazette, um, who finally was able to play alongside Aubameyang in the Premier League and for Arsenal. But this is what you got to know, that we have Anthony Lopez, who is like either first or second goalkeeper for the Portuguese team. Uh, they got uh, Young and Biwa, not the real Marcelo. <laughs> uh, I'm going through this team, and I'm like, you know, like like players that jump out the like the most to me. And I mean, for, for like for me, Leon is that team that I like. They got Musa Dembele from Celtic, which maybe he might be a good replacement for Mariano and 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 Lacazette. They got Memphis Depay. Okay, that's good. And they got Yassin Fakir, who I uh, um, Liverpool are going gaga over, trying to sign him over the season. And um, it's pretty cool that he got to stay um, and keep showing his trade in Lyon because without him, I don't know. But this is how it's going to go. Obviously, Manchester City is on the, on the Bayern Munich boat. Uh, you're in the most ideal league to focus nicely on your respective league, especially how Manchester City are one of the most competitive, competitive leagues in the world. And then... Um, you just get to cruise through Group F, get in first place. For me, I think that Lyon can get second. Hoffenheim will get third, play their trade in the Europa League. And then Shakhtar Donetsk will go back to Ukraine. Group G, Madrid, Roma, Moscow, and uh, Victoria Pilsen. Woo. Real Madrid will get first, Roma will get second. Moscow will play their trade in uh, the, the Europa League. And Pilsen will go back to the Czech Republic. Um, because Real Madrid will try to defend their title. Roma need to redeem themselves. Moscow are going to have uh, a lot on their plate in the likes of facing Real Madrid, facing Roma, and then having to play their own trade in Russia. So um, enjoy the Europa League, Moscow, and uh, Pilsen. Um, enjoy your Czech Republic League. Finally, Group H, Juventus, Manchester United, Valencia, and Young Boys. Literally, you can feel the transition in depth. I went into like the first two groups, three groups, and then after that, I'm just like, all right, it's all downhill from here. There isn't that energy and inertia anymore. Group H in the final league of all. Juventus, Manchester United, Valencia, and Young Boys. We will get to see Manchester United versus Juventus. We will see Paul Pogba versus old Juventus and Man United. And we will see Cristiano Ronaldo versus his old Man United. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. Anyways. Um, I pray for the day that we're at the level where we get to edit those coughs out. Juventus, Man United, Valencia. Very tasty. 
but this is the reality of it. I'm a huge La Liga supporter. I just I like La Liga. Um, um, I like following it. I, I one of my favorite teams in the world plays there, Barcelona, and and I've always kept my eye on La Liga. Um, but as much as I want to say Valencia can really fight for that second place, and they can, and I wouldn't be surprised if 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 Man United end up playing their trade in the Europa League and Valencia, uh, beautifully take that second league place, that second place in in their group, but. As of now, I as they have it on the UEFA website, that's exactly how it's going to stay. Juventus, Man United, Valencia, and Young Boys. Young Boys will go back to Switzerland. Valencia will keep getting a chance to prove themselves in European football. But for the Europa League, Man United have a lot of work to do if they actually want to be an actual threat to take it all. And Juventus, well, Ronaldo's going to try winning the Champions League in another team that's not Manchester United and it's not Real Madrid. Woo! That was a breath. That was a mouthful, a breathful, a lungsful. Um, who, who, who's your pitch to get the the golden ball for the golden boot? I'm sorry for for this Europa League. Will it be Ronaldo? Will it be Messi? Will it be Harry Kane? Will it be um, Salah? Who 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 do you see? Will it be Lewandowski? Um, who do you see? Griezmann, Mbappe, Neymar, a, a, a lot of big names. Um, who do you? What's your prediction if? Um, you know, for for winning the golden boot of the Champions League, so much to talk about. I'll see that. I'll see if before I leave on my little uh, getaway, I'm able to talk about on, on some other topics that are, are very important. For example, Messi and Griezmann being snubbed of FIFA's the best, and will we see Messi at the Ballon d'Or gala um, or anything like that? They Messi and Griezmann they deserve to be in the best. You know what? I'm I'm gonna leave these good topics because. I have, I, have, I have a lot on my mind and a lot on my chest to get off in the next episode of episode 8 of the Soccer Symphony. But nonetheless, I've been your host, Jeffy Vitas. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, stay awesome. I hope this podcast has been music to your ears. And I'll see you and I'll catch you in the next one.